Welcome to the J3 University Podcast. Each week, we bridge the gap between science and in-the-trench experience for physique enhancement. I'm your host, John Jewett. Let class begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the J3U Podcast. I'm your host, John Jewett, with me, Luke Miller. And today, we have with us Joseph Percher. He's one of the first J3U coaches and also experienced competitor and been in the industry just for a very long time and has uh, ex- excelled in just transforming his prep process into something that was being extremely successful. And so that's why I wanted to have Joseph on to go through what has really changed to bring a stage look that is actually a stage worthy look, right? Um, so Joseph, welcome. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny how we finally got here. I remember we had our own podcast like a long time ago. You're with Animal, you know, yeah. a long time, and we we did one then. So it's it's cool to have you back on here now. And you've been working with se- several clients, and now it's just like continuing to build the resume. But I think we're uh, you know coaching you. It really transformed a lot in your process, and that's kind of what I wanted to have you on and talk about today of like what's changing your process and how's that implementing what you're doing with clients and what we, what we do with all of our clients. Right. Cause I think we've all been in coaching situations that we, we didn't know like what was really out there. And that was just like, this is coaching. Okay. This is how we do it. And then you finally like have a realization, like there's something more, or you just try to do something different or you're doing it for yourself. You're like, why are, why are my coach doing this? You know? Um, and it, the process transforms into now, like here we are all three of us, you know, doing a coaching process that's successful. So, you know, diving back to you, Joseph, like w- when did this process like really change or what was, what was, what was like the, the letdown moment? Cause I feel like we all have that at some point, like the letdown moment as a competitor, we're like, man, <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> like, uh, I, I worked way too hard to look like this. Um, so yeah, where was yeah. that for you, man? Yeah. So um, I would say the, the, like, you know, kind of the straw that broke the camel's back as far as, um, you know, just being fed up with what was widely accepted within the industry was uh, prep that I did in 2018. Um, you know, I, I feel like I started in a, in a pretty good spot and um, had plenty of time uh, to get, you know, ready. And, um, man, just, uh, at the time just, uh, was helped with someone that I think was probably just overwhelmed with the amount of people that they were helping. And, um, you know, at that point it's, um, you know, it's such, we put so much into the prep process that, um, you want someone on the other end of it that, you feel like they're matching that same effort that you're, you're putting in on a daily basis. Um, and that wasn't necessarily the case, but like, you know, like all of us, like we're all cut from a similar cloth. Like I just, you know, you put your head down and you just go to work and you just execute whatever the coach tells you to do. And if it means it's, uh, you know, two 45 minute hit intervals on the stairs twice a day, it's like, that's okay. That's what the coach is. Is that what do. you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was, uh, you know, I, especially coming up in bodybuilding, like I, I took a lot of pride in being one of these guys that was just like, you know, I'm going to war brother. Like I'll, I'll take on all comers. Like I'll do whatever you say. Um, 
and just wasn't at the time also like, you know, not to, not to put it all on the coach. Like I just wasn't very self-aware of what was going on within my own body because I had always worked with a coach where it's like, okay, I'm hiring you so I can essentially turn my brain off and you just tell me what to do. Um, so there's really no, no like self-reflection or introspection at all. And it's just like, you know, here's this, this plan on a spreadsheet and I'm just going to follow it and whatever comes of it, what, you know, it's whatever comes of it. So yeah, that, that prep 2018, long story short, just buried myself with cardio. Um, you know, didn't even know how to spell the word deload or diet break at that point. Like just yeah. continued to bury myself, um, you know, training, I remember like, cause I log all my training. I could go back and I could go back and look at it now. And it's like clear indicators that performance was taken like a major hit. Um, and then to reach a point that you're so destroyed at the end that it's like, you're not presenting a fresh, you know, conditioned stage look like you're like withered and, and worn. And, um, you know, it just took a lot out of me. And like with what I had going on in my life at the time, it just took a lot out of me. And from that point, um, I just knew I needed more in return. I just put too much into this um, to see my efforts kind of fall short like that. So that was, you know, that was when I reached out to you, John. And, you know, I was like, you know, I was a big fan of yours and seeing like one thing that has always stood out to me is the, the need for a rationale and like a logical approach to everything. It's like, not just, Hey, we're going to take this diuretic and then tomorrow morning you're going to have pancakes and then we're going to pull all your water and then you're going to walk down on stage. And it's like, well, I know that you have six other clients in the same show and we're all at IHOP the morning of the show to get the same <laughs> protocol. Um, what, what's the thinking there? Like that, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and so that was something that you really, uh, you know, kind of awoke within me, like to realize like, Hey, there's really much more that should be going on as far as like the coaching, uh, client dynamic. And there's a lot more room to collaborate when you have like a really self-aware client. So, uh, long story short, yeah, that was kind of the, the moment for me where I was like, man, I need more. And, um, you know, getting linked up with you and, and, you know, having you kind of pull some of this different feedback out of me really helped me mature within my bodybuilding to not always be, um, yeah, man, I'll go to the end of the earth and, and kill myself in the gym and on the stairs. Like, you know, there's a time and a place for that. And I think it's, it's good to have gone through experiences like that because there's times that you do need to call on like some of that emotional, uh, ability, but also, you know, as a client, you need to be really introspective and, you know, if I relay accurate feedback to you, you're able to make an accurate assessment as a coach. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, there's a, there's a lot that changed within the prep process, um, working with you. I would say the biggest one though, would probably be like fatigue management. If we're, if we're going to yeah. talk about a particular topic, like, like we were talking about then, uh, like those two stair intervals, man, it's like, man, I got nothing left to go, to go train with doing those like that. That alone is enough to, to kill you. So, do you feel uh, like yeah, that? Do you feel like that pre-prep process of that year kind of led you into having to do that? Because a lot of times I see like, you know, we talk about this from a psychological perspective a lot, but we don't talk about it from like a fatigue dynamics is that how we set up that prep the four months leading in tells you a lot about how that prep is going to end up. Um, and just like 
I see you now, like you just see the questions that you're asking are better and better and better that you're asking yourself in order to really relay this feedback. And a lot of times I see that when people are unable to relay feedback, that pre-prep phase is not quite as efficient to set it up. And do you feel like that's where like a lot of this started to go away for that one? Man, that's such an excellent point because I'll, I'll and I'll, my answer will tell you everything that you need to know. There was no pre-prep process. Um, it was, you know, like you're, you're in a full-blown mass and then it's like, okay, time to turn a 180 and, and think that you're going to go into a fat loss phase. Um, so, you know, that question alone leads me down a whole nother rabbit hole of things that we made much better um, within this process where it's like, you know, hey, you're going to have a, a, a dedicated strategic off season. And then when that starts to wind down, you know, we're going to do a six, eight, maybe even a 10 week, like almost like a maintenance phase or like, you know, a holding phase where, you know, you come off a lot of the like extra PEDs, you kind of bring food down to like a maintenance level to where like you clean up that initial, you know, five or 10 pounds of fat and water that you might spend a couple of weeks early on in a prep doing. And you just set yourself up for success, man. And then at that point, you'll probably have a deload at some point to wash away fatigue and go into it fresh. Um, none of these things that we're talking about right now, I've never implemented any of these things. So, you know, that's, it's, that's why I had such a, a drastic improvement in my stage look from that 2018 prep to the one that John and I brought in, in 2021, because it's like, man, there was so much room to improve um, just from like a, a thoughtful strategy standpoint. So yeah, to answer your question, there was no pre-prep process. And that's, I, that's something that I will use with every client and, you know, will always implement with myself, whether I continue to work with John or do my own thing, because it just, it's, it's so difficult to try to get the body to snap back in the other direction right away, where it's like you're full on mass. And then now, you know, it's time to start be like productively losing fat. It just doesn't happen. And there's a lot of times that the body will fight back on you. And, um, and then now if you only allocated 18 weeks for a prep and the first three go nowhere, now you're just, you know, chasing a rabbit the whole time. And it's like all of these different things play into, to bringing success to the stage. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people take pride and being like, man, I'm, I'm a machine. I'll do exactly what you say. <laughs> and also like, those are some of the harder clients. Cause like it's, it, you can't really pull the feedback. It's, it's the updates where they don't fill everything out. And it's like some one sentences here, are my picks. It's like, whatever you say, coach, it's like, man, why isn't stuff working how it, how it should. Um, so there's definitely like a balance to it. Um, I think, yeah. you know, with prepping you something that was brought out was like having actual voice conversations to where I, I would, I'd really pick up on the fatigue aspect versus reading it. Um, it, it, it was different. And I could tell the tone and, and when things would change and when things were making a big impact and I was seeing it like scale wise, picture wise. And I, so I think that level of communication helped. And also I think you hearing it from me and explaining the understanding, it would click, right? You're like, ah, now I know what to look for this, this next week. You were really like, man, my legs are so beat up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really like struggling just walking around right now. And it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like take cardio off the next day. You know, you're like, 
what no i'll push through man like <laughs> fucking machine <laughs> it's like yeah. and then it's like bam like fatigue drops and you feel even better and look tighter right um so i think the communication piece it, it's it's tough because you know if it's like had you gone through that before like or, or starting some with someone that had the communication skill to like teach you how to communicate i think that's kind of your role as a coach um if yeah. no one teaches you what to say or how to how to revertebrate it like you don't know right yeah the um i will say the the voice notes is something that you using those with me um changed my whole outlook on all of this on my own bodybuilding on helping other people it just adds such a personal level to it and like you said like it works both ways like you as a coach giving me like this you know hearing hearing your voice explain things like you said it's not just reading it typed out like i'm picking up some of the inflection in your voice like you writing out and saying hey we're much tighter today versus me getting a voice note that says hey man we are much tighter today it's like okay this is like uh, a big difference um and you know vice versa where it's like hey man i really need you to own in on this particularly um it just, uh, it just brings it to another level. And then like you said, as a client relaying it, you know, not everyone is like this, but I've said this a million times and everybody that knows me knows this. I wear my heart on my sleeve completely. So I could see how as a coach, if one of these types of people is relaying feedback, um, I'm a little exaggerated with the highs and a little exaggerated with the lows. So it's like, even if I'm saying, Hey man, I'm, I'm good to go. Like I could do more cardio or whatever. You're going to hear it in my voice that I'm way dragged down and beat up. Whereas like, if I'm really fresh and you know, I'm feeling good about things, you're going to hear that in my voice. And then you, and then, you know, um, and then there's really, it's like an, it's an additional level of that communication. So, I mean, that's something that was totally new to me and probably like a little bit, um, advanced as far as like the depth of our relationship which i understand but it also was such a valuable experience for me to go through that um, because now i i understand that putting in that extra effort as a coach um it really it, it goes so far with the client um and it's just something that you know i'll, I'll continue to to use throughout my career Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I saw you. I didn't know who was gonna (laughs) gonna go. Um, I think one of the things too is like you keep using the word self awareness, which is kind of something I wanted to tease out a bit. Is you know not only self awareness and then your communication to John, but I would imagine there was probably a developmental process with like some of your life variables and and day to day variables that created that that self awareness. If you kind of want to touch on some of that, because what I see with a lot of my clientele is like even using something as simple as like that tally system I've talked about before, where you're having people mark down every time they negatively react to something is so impactful. Um, and I think that that kind of leads into that communication because you're able to manage the life variables better that then leads into your ability to relay info. Yeah, man, a hundred percent. And I'll, and I'll say this too, not to get like super deep on like the psychology or philosophy of all of it, but I would, I think, Um, especially for me, like I have recently moved to Texas, but prior to that, I lived my entire life in New Jersey and our COVID protocols were extremely strict. Um, And, you know, so I just spent a lot of time by myself, a lot of of time inside alone. Um, And that kind of, you know, all, all at the same time, it kind of worked together. I'm working with John on a prep 
you know, training at home. I bought a Stairmaster and put it in my house, like, cause the gyms were closed and him and I are doing all this communication relaying back and forth. And then I'm just in my own head all day. And it's like, you know, shit, if I'm going to be in here all day by myself, like I better make it a good place to, to stay. Like, you know, really cultivating like a healthy, um, positive self-talk, which is something that, you know, as someone I'm, I'm like, you know, like all of us, but I'm, I'm super critical of myself. Um, and so learning how to be more objective about that and less emotional about it, where it's like, um, you know, each one of these things, like I was talking about, like these highs and lows, not being so exaggerated with them and not, uh, you know, reacting emotionally to them. So I think, I think that was a big part of it. And then, like you were saying with, you know, your life variables. So all, all while this is going on, I'm working from home as well, um, which kind of gave me some interest in flexibility. I know that not everyone has that opportunity, um, but being able to kind of um, schedule things out for yourself and, um, you know, really lock down some of these other variables where it's like I'm spending dedicated time winding down at the end of the day to set up a better sleep schedule, like whether that's reading a book or stretching or whatever the case is. Um, and then getting good sleep, man, just prioritizing good sleep was, was a huge one for me. Sleep my entire life has been a, a major issue. And I always thought it was like some type of like insomnia or something like that. And it's like, no, my habits just sucked. Like put the phone down, put, put the computer down and go to bed. And, you know, I really had to get to a point where, I had this phrase that I would repeat over and over to myself in my head, like as the night started to wind down where I would just look at my phone. And if I had like the itch or the urge to go to my phone or to my laptop, I would remind myself, I'm like, there is nothing that I can find on either of these screens that is more important to me than my sleep and my recovery for success in this bodybuilding prep. Yeah. And once I started putting it like that to myself, it was like, yeah, there's nothing that I'm going to find on this screen that's more important to me than my bodybuilding. So I'm going to bed. Um, so all of that stuff, it, it was, like I said, it was, there was probably five or six huge pieces that like you throw them in all at once and it kind of just formulated like this really successful uh, prep. That, that last prep you did, had you made the connection at all? Like, hey, this, these mental stressors or like the times when you had your lows, like, what was that like on that prep? And would you connect it to like, hey, this is why my training was an issue or my sleep was an issue? Or was it very segmented in, in no. thought? It was totally, it was totally, everything was in its own box. Like, um, you know, if training, training was off or whatever the case is, like, it was just because I didn't try hard enough or, or the effort wasn't there or the focus wasn't there. Like, it wasn't like, hey, my sleep has been off for six days straight. And, uh, you know, maybe my hydration was off or, you know, I'm totally off mentally because I'm just beating the shit out of myself. Um, there was no like awareness of the carryover from, you know, just what's going on in your life to all these things. You know, I say this to my clients now, like, you know, we talked about them filling out their check-in and like having like a self-reflections column where like, you tell me about your day, like, if you had a stressful day at work, I need to know about that. If you had a fight with your wife, I need to know about that. Um, stuff like that. I, I, there was never any thought put into any of that. And, um, you know, like I talked about it before, I think a big part that helped me as well. I've always like commuted to work and that has always been a stressor for me. 
So then, you know, COVID happened and, it, you know, it was what it was. But one of the benefits for me was getting to work from home because it kind of just removed, you know, basically two hours of stressful time on each end of the day where it's like, okay, I don't need to worry about getting up an hour and a half before I actually need to, to be up um, to get cardio and shower and then drive 45 minutes or an hour to work. It's like, no, like I'm working from my living room or my, my bedroom. So um, that was a, a big one as well. And then once I was home and had started to realize like how big stress had previously played on me versus where it was currently, I'm like, man, this really, I need to be more aware of all of this because it all plays into what we're trying to do in the end. Yeah, it's, um, you know, you can go aimlessly through a prep without asking yourself like your own questions or being introspective. But, you know, at some point, all of us, like, we just want to get better. Like, I want to wake up and say, like, how can I get better today? And when things aren't going right, I would just have to ask myself, well, well why? <laughs> well, yeah. why, why is this happening? Why is this happening? I want to know the reasons behind it. And, you know, I know we talk about coaching and how some coaches might not be attentive, but to be fair, like no coach is going to be able to follow you like around 24 seven. And so you do have to take some responsibility as you're, as an athlete to educate yourself somewhat. I think it's what makes I know it's like a lot of people say that's why bodybuilding is so hard because a lot of it's on you, but I think at the highest level, even the other athletes still have to do all this stuff. Um, we just see it a, a little bit different because a lot of this is still kind of looked at as a hobby, even at like higher up levels. Um, but you know, within that, like you have to educate yourself as, as a client. And I think asking yourself the question why, um, and trying to come up with those answers and then relaying some of your thoughts to your coach and he can kind of like, break that down for you um but like we've already set up a lot of our tracking variables to try to pull out that big picture and link things like because i have people like same thing like they'll check in like my weight was up today i don't know why and like well like <laughs> you see like I, to me i'm like how do you not see like the you slept like five hours last night and then you also like had your cheat meal yesterday like like what you know um so i think yeah, like we have it now set up to where we can pull out the why. Um, yeah. But I think like having them doing the daily monitoring helps them see the why for themselves and start learning, which you, you do have to learn, you know, it's on you to do that. And I see now, and I'm sure you guys see this too. And Luke, I've seen your, your tracker as a coach too. That's like some next level stuff. Um, <laughs> But I'm sure you guys see this, like I'm, I'm seeing this now, there's like a direct correlation between what someone's chart looks like and like the results that they inevitably get and, and how much they actually are learning for themselves as opposed to just being the athlete that turns their brain off and marches forward. Like, um, you know, you see people that are consistent in there, in, in that like reflections uh, column every day, like, Hey, here's, here's how my appetite was upon waking after meal three. This is how my stomach felt. Um, you know, I had, you know, I got stuck in traffic and my hydration was off. And then that led to the, like, I read stuff like that. And then it's, it's seven days down straight. Someone's filled out like that. I mean, these are people that are locked in and self-aware and you know, that they are actively accounting for each different variable. You see that in a chart because they're they're commenting on each individual variable. Um, 
so it's like it's it's one of these things and I tell people it takes five minutes to fill this out and the difference between the people that do and the the people that don't is is pretty drastic I think it's I think it 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 allows them to develop that capacity to be accurate with the information that's relayed as well like how many times you had the client that are like my legs are heavy and you're like but are they really right because it's like you don't really know how well they are at like communicating fatigue right and that's been a big one for like and just like give a shout out an example like Mandy my my figure girl who's doing the Pittsburgh Pro she is 100% on her check-in tracker every time where I can even to the point that I can look at the color charting on her chart and tell when it's time for to pull back on her. Like I, before I even get to like the reading portion of the feedback, like all I have to use is the color charting on that. Cause she's so accurate with it. And I've seen her ability to be able to communicate how well her dynamic of her sessions and her cardio and her digestion and sleep have been like intertwining together. The more she's been able to do that. I think that's why her prep's been so flawless. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause at least early on for some competitors, like they're, uh, you know, they're don't have quite the autonomy yet to be able to like give accurate feedback. Um, I think even now, so like everyone, there's so much information and education out there on fatigue, <laughs> uh, that everyone kind of jumps to that. Um, and no one's experienced a hard prep to know like this is okay. Level of hard. Um, of course, there's the opposite client there. They've only had the hard preps. You're like, this is too hard. You're like, oh, I thought <laughs> this was normal. Like, I feel fine. This is normal prep. Like, no, that's not normal. Like, that is, that is, you're dying. Let me help you. But, it, but there's a spectrum of it, right? It depends, <laughs> it depends where they came from. And, um, you know, it, I, even funny, it's like they had the athletic background, like someone that's been in sports, like they know how to work hard and been pushed probably but someone that never has, and they're just like, all of a sudden I want to work out and get on stage. Like they probably don't have that and, and are going to feel it really hard, but not be accurate telling you. Right. Yeah. I think it's a, it's an interesting dynamic to hold. And Joseph is to think when you kind of look at how the variables are managed in that last prep that you did really well at junior USA's right. Junior USA's. Yeah. We did junior um, USA's, yeah. yeah. Um, it's probably one of the biggest things with like, <sighs> the differentials and how you saw the variables managed too, if you kind of want to touch on that with like some of the decision-making that was made with, with John throughout that. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I think that starts like, you know, like we talked about earlier again, not to beat a dead horse, but like it starts with relaying, like John has all the knowledge. He's one of these people that is going to be pretty much bang on with his decision-making and then knowing that, that just gave me so much confidence because I knew at that point, it's just up to me to relay accurate feedback. I just need to get him the information that he needs. And I have 100% confidence in John. So that was a huge piece of it in itself, just like from a um, stress and confidence standpoint, um, you know, like, especially that last week, that last day, those last hours where I that was a point where I was almost able to just turn my brain off and say, Hey, here's everything that's going on. Here's how I look. And I could trust John that, that we were going to nail it. And um, one huge thing that was, that was different too. Like, you know, like we talked about the pre-prep process and all these different things, um, fatigue management, but being ready ahead of time, 
was something that I've never done. It has always been a rat race for me. Um, so to get to, you know, two weeks out of the first show, cause we did a qualifier first. So to get two weeks out from that show and, you know, get a voice note back from John where he's like, you know, Hey, we're dug out. Like, I think it's productive to increase food at this point. I mean, incredible but at the time i'm like <laughs> no i'm like, Hold on, <laughs> like no 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 <laughs> you can't this to me dude like we're we're right there um and that's just a little bit of that like earlier kind of immature mentality where it's like you know i feel like i should just feel buried at this point i shouldn't feel i shouldn't be feeling progressively better going into the show i should be feeling progressively worse um so being ready ahead of time. And then, um, you know, we were really diligent. Like I said, I, I was working from home. And then at the time I was able to just take the week, you know, a couple of a week, 10 days prior to each show, just off from work. So it was like, this is my whole day. So John and I like developed a process where it's like, I'm going to go train at about the same time that I would be going on stage. That way I have about the same amount of food in the same amount of fluids, um, and now he's seeing like hypothetically what that look would, would look like. So, you know, we got to a point where it's like, okay, post-workout, I'm weighing myself. I'm sending John pictures. This is the process. This is how we're going to do it on show day. So at that point you find tweak it over the final couple of weeks and you find like a weight that correlates with a, a look that you like. And then, you know, John just instilled a ton of confidence in me because it's like, we don't need to change from here. Okay. This is the look Dan. this body weight. We don't need to change anything. Like we're not going to take diuretics. We're not going to pull any last minute Hail Mary BS. And we're just going to find this look and then go out and present it on stage. And that was like one of the coolest things ever, man, <laughs> as, as far as like just walking out on stage with confidence and like knowing that you weren't trying to land some elaborate plane and like, there wasn't variables flying in from all over the place. Like it was just like all within our control. It was very predictable. And then, you know, you walk out and you feel great. And then it's like, that comes out on stage. Then like my stage photos are some of my favorite photos that I've ever taken myself, like physique aside, because I'm just beaming with confidence, like smiling up there. Like I know that we nailed this, like regardless of how I look compared to anyone else, like this is the absolute best that I could have brought. And it's like, man, that's those couple moments up there is everything that we're after. Like we, we put our entire life into this year after year to feel that feeling. So definitely you know the uh, moment you touch that pump up band. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that before, moment you touch it, you do like the first four, you're like, Oh shit. It's like everything, is, <laughs> everything is like on command. Yeah. It's, it's, did, it uh, much better than that. did you question any of that along the way? I mean, I know, you, don't worry, you trust me. I know that, but like, yeah. you know, you, you've had all these pre, because I, I've done it too. All the previous things, like yeah. you got to pull out the little 1%, like there's got, are we sure you don't want to, you know, yeah. be tweaking this? No, at that point, man, you, at that point you had me sold, man. We had, we had put in so much work. Um, and the thing, the biggest part about it, like the confidence in the look, the confidence in you, it all goes back to that communication where it's like every other prep, you're just left in the dark. Like, Hey, these are the changes that we're making. Follow the plan. Okay. I'll go follow the plan. I'll take the carbs out. I'll do more cardio. But then it's like, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. And this is what you're relaying to me feedback wise. And because of that, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. 
And so you do that with somebody for two years leading up to the show. And at that point, it's like, okay, yeah. Like I was almost, we have gotten to a point where I'm almost, there's a, there's a pretty, uh, pretty decent percentage of the time where I'm, as I'm sending you my feedback, I'm like, this is probably what he's going to say. <laughs> yeah. And more times than not, that was the case. So no, there was never, never any doubt. Even like with some of the last minute stuff that wasn't necessarily like on a spreadsheet where it's like, you know, we're just on WhatsApp back and forth. It was like, yeah, I still had, you know, I would see the picks and see yeah. that, okay, maybe the weight is a little bit lower than that's that gym look that we liked, you know, here's a, here's some extra food and, and some extra fluids. And I'm like, yeah, this makes total sense. So as coaches, me, never, never any doubt <laughs> as coaches too, like when clients are at that level, it makes the process so much easier. Like there was a stark difference between this last prep John and I did to like I, I did with John than the first one I did with John. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I was like, I was going through this shit. I'm doing like 35 minutes of cardio on the treadmill incline walking yeah. at the end and it was like almost ready five weeks out. And I was like, yeah, this, this, this is something else. Like yeah. it got to the point where like, I felt like John was almost trusting me with some of those decisions. Like as far as like within relaying that feedback, just with like some of the questions he was asking me and it was pretty, it creates a dynamic that's so accurate. Like when the client is educated in the process as well. Yeah. I think with all of our clients, like that's where you need to be headed, heading them to towards it's just, they're an advanced level client, not from a competitive standpoint, but from a coach client relationship standpoint, and you have a lot of trust in them and they can function with some responsibility on their own. It turns into a collaboration, not just, Hey, follow this. And I think in the, in the beginning with someone, it, it, it does have to be that because they just need to establish some baseline and then learn along the way. And, you know, someone comes to you like, Hey, I, I saw what you did to Joseph. He was, he was peeled out, man. Like do that to me. And it's like, well, this takes a few years. Like, like I worked with Luke before, like it was a different kind of prep, right? Well, Luke also advanced a lot as an athlete. Same with, same with Joseph. Like you have to learn along the way to just be able to execute your prep better and find ways in your life to improve the process. And, and, and early on, like I, I didn't know how to do that, you know? Um, even with like good communication with coaching, like I, it still wasn't, wasn't clicking. Um, and, and it's like a slow developing process that kind of happens. Hopefully it's faster than for, for some than others. Right. Um, but yeah, you, you definitely want, I think want to head all of your athletes to that level. And if you keep your athletes of like, Hey, you, cause I know coaches that are like that. This is like, here, here's the plan, follow it. Most their, most their athletes are just assumed to be like, full of shit or you know um you just like follow the plan that's it and i i feel like that uh that limits you definitely uh, as uh what you can bring to stage yeah i mean it limits gonna limit both aspects like coach like what the coach is capable of like i said like i had full confidence in you and i knew it was just on me to get you accurate feedback and that that point when you're you know that deep into a prep seeing these same variables over and over again i was pretty damn confident in myself too i'm like i know that this is what he needs in return for me so it's um you kind of it's kind of a process where you both build the relationship up to this point that it's like you're on the same wavelength um at a certain point so it's uh, it was cool man it was a really rewarding experience i know before we talked on this like we had brought up like speaking of relationships like relationships yeah 
outside yeah. of your with your coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how those are impactful. And it's yeah. also probably a, can be a hard process to connect the dots there and having to pick the right decision of what you need to just be better overall and see yeah. out your full potential. Um, yeah. I think that was a change too, right? For your prep and probably Big your time, clients. Yeah. Yeah. Big time um, for me personally, like, especially leading into that prep, um, you know, I won't go too much into it, but I think we've probably yeah. all been in, in not so great relationships. Um, and that was definitely the case, like, especially in like the early to middle part of my bodybuilding journey, um, you know, just with someone at the time that just doesn't, doesn't get it and doesn't, uh, doesn't support it. And it's like, you know, it gets to a point where it's like, man, this, this thing that I'm trying to achieve here is, is difficult enough. Um, when I, when it's just me or even with someone that supports it, it's difficult enough. Never mind when it's like you're fighting against someone else and this uphill battle that you have, like, you know, to be a, to be a good competitor or a good coach. So, um, you know, it just like, uh, you know, I talked about earlier, like with my sleep habits where like, you know, I just kind of made a contract myself where it's like, you know, this, there is nothing on this screen that's more important to me than this end result um, and getting the most out of myself. And this, that prep last year was the first time that I just put like a hard cap on it. Um, and it was like within like, you know, that particular romantic relationship. And then even with some people that are just in your life where it's like, um, you know, you have friends or people maybe that rely on you because I am one of these people that kind of wears my heart on my sleeve. I feel like I, a, a lot of people gravitate towards me with like their emotional baggage, which is awesome. I love being a source of um, confidence for people and all the people that are in my life know that. Um, but at a certain point, it's like, um, Hey man, like, you know, this is, this is too heavy for me right now. Like I have my own thing going on and it sounds selfish. It sounds shitty, but um, you know, I, I put a lot into this and it's like, at a certain point, I can't be so tied into what other people have going on that it's going to be a detriment to me. And, you know, it's, it's gotta be you first. Like if, if I'm not the one sticking up for me and putting me first, well, then who is? So um, that was a, that was another a big piece of it for me, which just the relation, like kind of uh, it sounds corny and this is like an internet phrase at this point, but it's the, probably the best way to, to verbalize it. Like just protecting your energy, like your time and your energy where it's like, you know, I am working on pretty minimal reserves here and I don't have any extra, for for any of this outside noise um so that is a big one that i changed as well i know that that one people will hear that and it's that's more difficult for people to do and same thing with the job like i kind of had all these things aligned for me in a, in a really great spot and a great time um you know part of me would want to say well hey this is the life that i created for myself i made decisions that were going to be reflective of how much bodybuilding meant to me like i bodybuilding is my life and I wasn't going to choose things anymore that compromise that. Um, so like my job had to, had to help facilitate bodybuilding, um, any relationship that I was going to be in it at the very least could not be a detriment to bodybuilding. So, um, I know that those things are difficult because it's like, Hey, you know, some people have kids and families and this is the job that supports that or, um, you know, like you're married or you have children with somebody and it's like, people are afraid, I think, to 
uh, let go of like what's comfortable or what's known, um, which can be a difficult thing. And that, that could be probably a two hour long podcast on itself, but yeah, that was just a little bit of my, my process with that particular variable. Um, I, you know, I, I think people might take, like, some people might hear that and be like, man, you just chase bodybuilding. That's extremely selfish and, and like, sure. and, and low level need. But I, I don't think that's the takeaway here is because like you were pursuing, like just being the best version of yourself and, and your potential, right? Like that's it. your yeah. job, your relationships, your interests, like all those were like headed towards like who you really are and, and seeing that out. So it's like, yeah, you're, you are protecting your energy, but you're, you're making choices to just better your life. And right. whether it's for bodybuilding or not, like we all should be doing that to see out like what your, what your potential is. So yeah. if you are in like a toxic relationship or you're in this job and it, it funds bodybuilding, but you're miserable, like, yeah, those are choices you should be making and setting up for your life. And you're right. That's uncomfortable. Like you said that, and I don't see that at all as being like being selfish. I think it's just being true to who you are to, to reach out to like, the next level in all areas yeah like besides like the it i hear you it does sound like simple-minded like i'm just chasing bodybuilding down but it's um you you put it better like as a as a better way to explain it it's like i just started to hold a higher standard for myself for every relationship that i held like you know there are people i have the majority of the relationships that i have are people that have nothing to do with bodybuilding don't don't care about bodybuilding don't know about bodybuilding but, you know, when I say like, you know, kind of putting a cap on it, it's like, these are people that lift me up and, yeah. and um, you know, are good for, for me as a person. So it's like, I just, um, you know, there are some relationships that inevitably I think we all have where it's like, you almost feel like you must have this person around or like, you know, you almost have to help guide this person because they're in a less fortunate situation or whatever the case is. Um and that's great. But at a certain point, like I just, you know, for me personally, like this is a big part of my life and I made decisions that um, were, I just held things to a higher standard, like knowing that I, I was on this journey, not just to get on stage in trunks and, and collect a trophy or what have you, but it's like, this is my passion in life. And I'm going to chase this down in every possible avenue, because I think at the end of it, like the best version of me awaits like that's um that's that's the thinking behind it so then it's like okay well then who's who's going to be on this journey to help facilitate that and those are the people that i put my energy into do you and because i know you, you date we all you date some different people right um do you think it's helpful to be with someone that does compete or it doesn't matter man i've had some <laughs> um it's tough man i i'll say being as self-aware as i am um that that hasn't worked great for me um either, either way or just with, with someone that's a competitor it, it, it hadn't it hasn't worked great for me um where i think maybe just truthfully maybe the there's not enough room for two competitive egos in the relationship um like, don't get me wrong. I like someone that is like into the gym um, because then they, there's a certain level of understanding. Um, but at least in my experience, that hasn't yielded the great, a great result. Um, I can never be with someone that's not in it. <laughs> yeah. 
I, they just have to be the right someone. Like for sure, yeah. You know, it, they, they probably if they didn't compete or they did compete, they were probably a mess either way. Like and not right for you. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like so you. No, you're you're right. Right. you need yeah. the right match, but that also competes because they have to understand it. Um, sure. Yeah. Otherwise, I it, could, it might be I could give you this answer. I could give you this answer, and then tomorrow I'll meet a girl that's an IFBB pro Olympian that, you know, knocks me off my feet. Like, and I'm like, yeah, oh, I couldn't imagine being with someone that didn't compete. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think the biggest thing, regardless of whether someone is actually compete, like fully immersed in it to the point that you are, I think it's just someone that, like in any healthy relationship, like someone that understands what this means to you. Um, and, you know, because they love you and support you, like they support this thing that you're doing. They see how much it means to you. And I think that's probably the, the biggest piece of it. Um, now, seeing the two of you, obviously, you're both married to competitors. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Don't get me wrong. I see it from the outside. I'm like, shit, this, it couldn't be easier. Like, John, when I stayed with you guys, like seeing the way that you guys just live and it's like, you just go about your, your process and um, there's, it's like, it all works in this like kind of perfect harmony because you're both on the same schedule. It's like, yeah, this looks awesome. Um, <laughs> but at least, at least thus far, it hasn't, that hasn't been the experience in, in my case. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, if it was, you'd probably already be married to this chick. Yeah. She'd be here with me. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh yeah. And, you know, I get like what you were saying earlier too. like some people are already married, they're getting into bodybuilding later on. And so sure. now like, Hey, your spouse is you weren't the bodybuilder. Like they don't see you like right. that. They, they didn't sign you. up for the bodybuilding version. No, no. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's a different, you know, perspective, like with Renee, like I was already the pro bodybuilder coaching people. Like that is, yes. that is me. So she sees me like that. Um, yeah. But someone else, if you just start doing it, it could be a different perception. So um, that's something, something to weigh in. Um, but I think if you're with the right person anyway, they're like you said, they're going to be supportive of what you do and, and, and love you and get behind it. Um, sure. If not, ugh, that's a conversation to have. But I mean, I think all these things getting back to like our original topic is, you know, building your circle around you that builds you up and is supportive. And that really reduces stress and keeps that yeah. positive self-talk happening. Um, yes. all around you and not like an unrealistic self-talk but just the right people yeah. that are growth-minded that are making you better and i think that's the point of it right 100 percent, yeah i can no nothing really to add there i couldn't say it better myself yeah i think that's what like you said like hey I, you know what was you saying like if the five people everyone says that the five people that are within yeah. your circle like Five people in your circle are the most people you're most likely to. I mean, you, it's like uh, something like you are the sum of the the five people nearest nearest to you, um, and it's that's true. I mean, uh, you know, that was a big part. You know, like I talked about, I made a, that post about. Um, it was a big part of why I came down here to be near John because it's like, you know, you inspire me not to like make this super corny here, but um, you inspire me like in and out of the gym to be the best version of myself, like. And that's just such a, a powerful thing to have. And it's like, if I have this person in my circle, um, I would be a fool not to lean into that. Um, and, you know, truthfully, like you grew up, I grew up in Jersey, like I talked about, and it's like, man, um, 
there's so many people that know me, like the people that I was surrounded by, and this isn't a knock on anybody or, or the people that I grew up with. I love everybody back home, but it's like, they know you as somebody else because you grew up, you know, they, they knew me for 20 years before I started bodybuilding. So like, they don't view you in the same light and everyone has like different expectations of, of what you are to them and, you know, what, what they expect from you in return and all these different things. Um, and I just got to a point where I was like, man, like I, I want to go be surrounded in an environment that's going to cultivate like growth. Like a big part of that was I really wanted to be in an environment where I felt like I was at like the bottom of the food chain, so to speak. Like, you know, you're looking around and at a certain point you're like, man, I'm one of the most advanced guys in this gym. Like you probably need to find a new gym then at that point. Are you telling me this? What? Are you telling me to go find a new gym? <laughs> John, just go build your own on your new place. Just go do. Go. Well, no, but you talked about half acres. Just go to, to counter that. You've you've made the great point that like when you are in that situation, um, well, then you just need to cultivate it like for yourself. Then, um, which you know, like you and I, I know you're being funny, but like you and I are in much different shoes at that point. Like I, I have so much of the mountain yet to climb in, in all of the different areas of my life within my business and within my own personal bodybuilding and all these things. And, you know, I wanted to go put myself around people that were already beyond where I was. So, um, you know, I think with you, it's, it's a little different because you're like pretty, pretty close to the peak of the mountain there, but it's like, you're in a different role now where it's like, you're kind of helping people navigate their way up the mountain. Yeah. No, I was, I was, of course, you know, I was joking, but um, I think all there's places that like Luke just came back from the UK and it's, it is such a growth environment in those gyms. Like even Luke, you used to never go away from these growth environments. You're at destination. I mean, he lives in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but, but look, Luke moved to those areas because of that reason, right. like for his own yeah. self growth to be surrounded by those people. Like we, we all do that. And, and, you know, if you don't have the opportunity for that to like pick up the family the kids and, and move um make it yourself you know how you walk in the gym like the people that you bring in and surround yourself by like if, if you put that out like it will draw more of those people in to build that circle up because uh you know we were talking about that joseph when you're you're down here is um is you know oh you know you know moving gyms like and like well you know hey you you can have an influence big time on your own environment what you want to make a gym be so yeah. you know you, you can build that environment yourself yeah 100 yeah man well um great conversation um and just with coaching you and having you come down and like stay with us and making the move to texas you you've been you, i know you say you like you wear your heart your sleeve but that's also like why i could immediately see like the skill set coaching that is is so high for you like the communication piece of being able to like you know people come to you to like share their emotions which can be taxing it can be taxing as a coach as well but that's also what makes someone a really good coach like they they truly do care and they want you to share those those thoughts and feelings and then you can help them through that so that was like right away i was like man joseph's gonna be you're you're excellent for coaching like this this is uh one of your great skill sets beyond what i have you know um, yeah. I'm pretty, uh, pretty introverted and quiet and not, not usually wearing my heart on my sleeve. So, um, I, I think that's a unique aspect that you bring. And I, I think people would be very fortunate to have you as a coach. And so with you being on, like, 
now, like happy to have you with J3U, steal you and have you as a coach. Um, for people out there that want to follow more or get in contact with you for coaching, like if you want to throw some plugs to let them know. Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm super active on Instagram. You guys have seen it now. I've gotten into the habit. I share my training on Instagram every single day. Um, I'm j.perch there. So J period P-I-R-C-H, or you can just search my full name, Joseph Percher. I'm on there. Um, and then within my Instagram, within my bio, I have the link for you to, if you wanted to hear more about our coaching process, um, with my mentorship under John, um, there's a link there that you can apply. I would get your intake form and then we could set up a, uh, zoom call. I typically say that I'm going to set up a 15 minute zoom call. And then because I'm passionate and long-winded, it winds up being 30 minutes. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's where you can go to, to see more about me or, or about our coaching process. Cool, man. Well, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This was a great conversation. Obviously, I owe a great deal um, to both of you guys. I mean, um, man, the amount of knowledge and perspective that you guys have shared with all of us as a bodybuilding community um, for free a lot of the time, like with the podcast and just the posts that you guys share on a daily basis. Like, you know, I think people, especially in social media, like they, there's a lot of bullshit on social media and, you know, in podcasts and all these different things. Like you guys are such an tangible value on all the different platforms that you're on. And, you know, I see it. I mean, I was going through one of the podcasts that you guys posted earlier and it's like, the comments are just like, you guys have changed my life. This information is so great. You've changed my bodybuilding. You've changed my coaching. Um, so I just can't thank you guys enough because what you're doing, I think, I've seen it firsthand and that's why I'm such a, a vocal advocate of what you guys are doing. I saw it firsthand with my own bodybuilding in my own life in general. Um, but what you guys are doing is, is going to change bodybuilding um, in the long term for the better. Like I said this recently, but you know, like J3U as a whole and just you two guys specifically, and there's a handful of other guys too that I'd be remiss to leave out. But um, you know, there's, for too long, there's been a lot of like widely accepted practices that um, painted a painted bodybuilding in a, in a bad light. And I think you guys are really doing the work to um, change people's perspectives on it, but also change people's futures within bodybuilding. Like, you know, just from the different things you guys have implemented, I feel like I got another 10 or 15 years in me, you know, where it's like, you know, had I stuck with one of my prior coaches and some of the things we were doing, that might not have been the case. So um, that's the long roundabout way of saying thank you to you guys for all that you do. And uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, man. I started this out, you know, we started the podcast, you know, Luke and I talked about J3 a long time ago. And uh, it was just more like, hey, we just want some resources for our clients, you know, and ne never thinking it would be to this level of like, you have someone come up to you, like you changed my life. You're like, I did like, <laughs> like just listen to like podcast or like some information. And then that, you know, transpires over to like their own clients. It's like spreading it more. Um, it, it's pretty surreal and it's always humbling. Hell, it gives me chills just talking about it now. Like yeah. even at like when I did the Olympia meeting, you know, I've told this before. It's like people weren't coming up like John, let me see your physique. It's like, John, you changed like my prep or how yes. I was coaching people. And yeah. like, it, it was like, they have these like huge eyes, right. Looking at me so excited that they've like 
unlock this new door. And um, it, it's, it's, I would never thought that it would have been to this level. And now there's like, I hold that still that responsibility, like we all do to keep it at that level and keep pushing the industry forward and, and elevating all of us. That's what we want. Like I star this Luke star, this all just like, we want to be better. We're just constantly, like we said earlier, like asking the question, how do I get better today? And that's what's come about and we'll keep making it better. (laughs) So, uh, but anyway, thank you all for, for listening, tuning in. Appreciate it. And we will talk to you next time.